What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. The Sports Yak Podcast is powered by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. Also by Pyramid Equipment. Be prepared this winter season by checking the condition of your snow removal equipment. Pyramid Equipment is a locally owned business in Rolling Prairie, Indiana that sells, services, and installs residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid Equipment is your trusted dealer of Meyer and Snow Dog products. Old man winter's ready. Are you? Service discount for military, fire, and police available. Call 800-833-2591. Or find them on the web at PyramidEquipmentInc.com. Welcome to episode 158 of the Sports Yak. My name's Corey. That's Chuck to my left. It's the schoolboy row episode. <laughs> Real name or nickname? The schoolboy was his nickname. We are talking about Linwood Row. Linwood Row, known as schoolboy, was a pitcher for the Tigers and the Phillies back in the 1930s and 40s. Earned the nickname schoolboy because as a 15-year-old, he was playing with a men's team down in Texas. Won 158 games in his big league career was known uh, for his southern charm and eccentricities. He would like to carry a rabbit's foot or a lucky charm in his pocket while he pitched, talked to the baseball, kind of like Mark Fidrich did for the Tigers back in the 70s. Was particularly 
enthralling to the female fans for his good looks and his public devotion to his high school sweetheart, Edna Skinner. Schoolboy sounds like a up-to-date nickname, like a rapper's nickname. Well, I think there is a Schoolboy Q or something like that. Yeah. I know there's a, a paper boy. Yeah. Yeah. Schoolboy Row. Yep. Tigers, Phillies, 158 wins, and he gets the dedication of this Sports Jack episode 158. As we hit record on the Sports Yak, this just happened maybe a half hour ago. Do you want to comment at all on the Penske uh, acquisition of the IMS? Yeah, if the Holman family is obviously getting out of the business of running the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the Indy 500, and all the events there, and they have sold it to the Penske Corporation, which makes all the sense in the world. If there is anybody who is going to be a great caretaker of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and all the legacies that are part of it, it's Roger Penske. So it would make sense for Tony Holman at this time to to sell it to Penske. Uh, I think Roger Penske is actually older than Tony Holman, but it makes me wonder if he might be ready to kind of transition from really kind of being the car owner and um, – mogul of many racing teams to being able to uh, just kind of settle down, stay in one place, and and stay with this part of his business. Okay. Well, we're hot off the weekend. Let's start with the NFL. Oof. Oof-da would be a good place to start. Boy, the Chicago Bears are just a bad football team right now. There's no way around it. They got manhandled by Philadelphia yesterday, 22-14, a game that they could have still won had the Bears' defense come up with a stop in the last eight minutes of the game, but you can't blame them because they were on the field nearly all day long because of the ineptitude of the Bears' offense. In the first half, the Bears' offense had six punts, nine yards. That's it. That's mm. the story right there. Mitch Trubisky has been just a little bit north of awful, and... um I don't see much hope for this team right now or for this franchise with who's running it. A follow-up question. Should I delete the tweet that the Bears are going to the Super Bowl this season? It might be a good time to do that, yeah. (laughs) Okay. I've been holding out. Yeah, they're in last place Mm. in the NFC North. Every team in the NFC North lost yesterday, even the Packers, who looked miserable against the Chargers in L.A. Uh, So the Bears have troubles. The Colts... Oh, the Colts were in it with Pittsburgh. Road game is there for the taking. They could have been 6-2. and two. The snapper, and um, I listened a little bit to Pat McAfee yesterday after the game because Pat McAfee, the former Colts punter, used to be the holder for Adam Vinatieri. Mm-hmm. So he's well aware of how this is supposed to work. Yes. The snapper apparently is... If he snaps the ball a particular way, the ball will come back to the holder where he does not have to spin the laces away from the kicker and makes the ball easier for the kicker to kick. The ball comes back, and you can see it. Very, and McAfee is watching the play live at one point. He's like, laces, laces, and the laces never get spun, and Vinatieri duck hooks it to the left. And the Colts lose the game 26-24. Now, it's not just the special teams that were the cause of the loss. Uh, the Colts lost Jacoby Brissett with a knee injury. Oh, boy. 
and Brian Hoyer. Now you're talking about the guy that was third string when camp opened behind Andrew Luck. Brian Hoyer, the former Browns and Ohio State quarterback, comes in and runs the show and actually did a pretty good job. And right before the final drive, they put up a stat that he had had six game-winning drives in his career in the fourth quarter. The last one was in 2015. So it's been a while. And yet Hoyer does a steady job, gets him down into a makeable field goal range. But then the special team snafu and the Colts wind up losing that one 26-24. Would have been a nice one to have a a road win against a, a decent Steelers team. Isn't it amazing, Chuck, that it does come down to the science of the way the ball is held for the kicker? It is. I mean, when you're in the backyard playing when you're younger, you never would have even thought of laces out. Yeah. You know, and and, and just hearing the way you were telling that story of like, it has to be hiked a certain way, held a certain way. My goodness. The Lions didn't have to worry about that because their defense made sure that they weren't going to be competitive yesterday. <laughs> Losing to the Raiders 31-24. Matthew Stafford throws for 406 yards and three touchdowns, and somehow the Lions still lose because they could not stop the run. We said this when the Raiders played the Bears. Josh Jacobs is a star in the making in the NFL, and he had another big day running the football yesterday for Oakland, about 125 yards, and Derek Carr is throwing the ball pretty well, and John Gruden's team actually... Looks pretty decent right now. I think they're five and four. Uh, so the Raiders playing well. The Lions, well, playing like the Lions. Patriots got a little kryptonite last night. Yeah, they go into Baltimore last night. The Ravens were ready for them. Lamar Jackson and company get the thirty-seven to twenty wins. So now Jimmy Garoppolo and San Francisco, the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Would you have ever guessed that? No, not at the beginning of the year. I <laughs> thought San Francisco would be improved. But I didn't think they'd be sitting at 7-0 and right now. Mm-hmm. You were at the game on Saturday covering Oof. Notre yeah. Dame and the other team. Virginia Tech. Thank you. Uh, I was watching in a restaurant. I was watching a TV and asked multiple times if I needed any help. I did not. It seems like the Irish needed some help there in the final drive. Well, in the final drive, Chase Claypool proved why he's going to be an NFL receiver. The toe-tap drag that he makes on the first catch of the drive, uh, I believe that one converted a third and long. And then Book throws a a bullet to Claypool for 23 yards on fourth and 10. I mean, if you're Virginia Tech, how you don't have bracket coverage on Claypool is beyond me because he's clearly the best receiver Notre Dame has. Mm -hmm. And he got loose for two big catches on that drive. And then a very gutty call by Chip Long. Notre Dame is out of timeouts. They're looking at third and goal at about the seven-yard line. And they call this quarterback bootleg for Ian Book. And, you know, if he doesn't make it to the end zone, it's fourth down and they have to, and he said they had a play called and ready to go. But you've got to assemble all the troops, get them ready to go, and get ready for the play that's going to decide the game. Instead, Book makes a a very nifty move at about the four-yard line to get past a couple of defenders and jaunt into the end zone for a seven-yard touchdown. And Notre Dame gets its uh, first last-minute win anywhere since that Virginia game of a couple of years ago. 
with Will Fuller hauling in the touchdown from Deshaun Kaiser. And the Irish keep their New Year's Six Bowl hopes alive with a 21-20 win over Virginia Tech. And I had said on the pregame show that I thought they would have some struggles down the stretch here. It looked, Corey, like a team that, you know, Brian Kelly talked last Monday about, okay, we've got to find out what the why is for these guys now Mm -hmm. that they've lost to Michigan. And it looked like a team that for 57 minutes still didn't know why they were out there other than the schedule mandated. There was a moment there in that final drive where Coach Kelly was saying, calm down, slow down, settle down, because it seemed like it was very, Well, the team team really struggled to recover from in the first half. They're up 14-7. They've got the ball down at the Virginia Tech 2, and Jafar Armstrong has it popped out. Deontay Diablo comes up with the ball and races 98 yards for the touchdown instead of being up two scores at halftime, which it looked like the Irish would be. Instead, they're 14-14 with a team that had barely moved the ball in the first half. And now Virginia Tech's got all kinds of hope. They've you know they've weathered the storm and they've hung in there and they're right there with the 16th-ranked team in the nation. And Notre Dame, and I, I thought Pete Sampson brought this out in a tweet you know he's covered this team for a long time as i have and he says there's probably 15 to 20 times that i've seen this team lose that kind of game when that kind of adversity goes against them and they did show some resilience on saturday Mm -hmm. uh holding off virginia tech and getting the win you going to the press conference today that's my plan what's your one question if you get that opportunity today what's on your mind what's the number one thing you have to work on on this team? Because there, there's all kinds of little bitty holes that I see. The biggest one being they can't run the football. I mean, they they just can't get any kind of consistent running game going. Now, to be fair, they've lost two of their starting offensive linemen now. The entire right side of the offensive line is injured. Uh, Tommy Kramer got hurt in the Michigan game, and then Robert Hainsey with a gruesome f- ankle fracture mm. on Saturday. So those are a couple of very important linemen to recover from. And quite frankly, the Irish don't have that much depth along the offensive line. So how this team is going to keep from being one-dimensional and really being on the shoulders of Ian Book for the last four games is kind of beyond me. What's this Ohio State uh, connection news? Isaiah Pryor is a safety at Ohio State. You may remember the name Terrell Pryor, former quarterback at Ohio State, who went on to play for the Raiders. Uh, This is his younger brother, and Isaiah wanted to transfer from Ohio State, was shopping his wares around, and decided to come to the University of Notre Dame. So I assume that he must be a good student. Hmm. Maybe that's too much of an assumption on my part. Uh, but he'll have two years of eligibility left and really gives them some depth at the safety spot should Alohi Gilman uh, decide to move on to the NFL after this year. What's Willie Taggart doing this morning? Uh, Unpacking the boxes that he moved out yesterday down in Tallahassee. Willie Taggart left Oregon to become the head coach at Florida State, went 9-13 and in two, well, not even two complete seasons, embarrassed by... uh, in-state rival Miami on Saturday, 
and the Florida State Athletic Department, which is a shambles right now after Stan Wilcox left to go work for the NCAA, um, has some has some work to do to try to find a head coach. You know, obviously, anytime there's a big time coaching vacancy, the name Urban Meyer comes up. And somebody said Urban Meyer is more likely to go back and coach in the Mid America Conference than he is to walk into that mess at Florida State right now. <laughs> Let's do some quick hits and then uh, talk about Friday night. Uh, real quick in the NBA last night for us locally, Pacers Bulls. Yeah, Pacers win 108-95. They've won three in a row. Malcolm Brogdon is off to a great start for Indiana. He has really been the focus of their offense as he was up in Milwaukee. And uh, they're starting to find their chemistry a little bit down in Indianapolis. Meanwhile, the Bulls, they they don't play any defense whatsoever, and they look lost out there half the time. And you just wonder how long the whole kit and caboodle of Gar Foreman and John Paxson and Jim Boylan are going to survive. How long is Jerry Reinsdorf going to put up with this? Blackhawks get a win. That's a rarity. Uh, they won in 3-2 in overtime out in Anaheim, but the Hawks have not been playing well, particularly on this road trip. They lost 3 nothing to Nashville last Thursday. They went to L.A., lost a heartbreaker on 4-3 Saturday. So it was good that they could bounce back and get the 3-2 win over Anaheim. Honestly, um, if you're not watching Kane or Taze, there's not much reason to watch the Blackhawks these days. NASCAR. <coughs> Big win for Kevin Harvick yesterday. You know, early in his career, he had really struggled for some reason at Texas Motor Speedway. And lately, he has been able to turn that place into uh, his own personal victory lane. He did it again yesterday. Big race in Phoenix coming up on Sunday for the NASCAR people because that's what they call an elimination race. They'll figure out who is going to the playoffs after that. So Harvick uh, is moving on in the playoffs thanks to his win. Of course, Ryan Newman was eliminated from the playoffs in the first round, and the South Bend driver finished 15th yesterday. Let's rewind to Friday. I uh, I had stepped out briefly. I was watching the replay of your game Saturday morning and came back, and I was like, wow, this game is still on, which is uh, out of character, but it was that good of a game. Yeah, and typically we try to fit the Saturday morning replay into two and a half hours, and I really couldn't figure out where to make the cuts to squeeze that into two and a half hours. So we um, we don't do this all the time, but we went with a three-hour replay on Saturday morning because Elkhart Central and Concord played uh, one of the great games you're going to want to see. Blazers win at 38-31. They get the game-winning touchdown. Concord is getting ready to punt from its own one-yard line. The punter drops the ball and goes to both knees to recover it. Well, he's down right there because mm. his knee is touching. So Central pounds it in on the first play. Concord tries to respond. They've got about five minutes on the clock and a couple of timeouts, and they try to go down the field, but the Blazer defense comes up with a nice interception from Kenneth Dennis on a fourth down play, and Elkhart Central moves on to the sectional final. They've only won one sectional in their 47, 48-year history at Elkhart Central. That was back in 2014. But they'll play Mishawaka Friday night at Rice Field for the uh, right to move on in the tournament. Who have you decided to show this Friday night? We are going to show Penn and Warsaw Friday night in the sectional final. We haven't had the Kingsmen on this year, believe it or not. Are you at Warsaw? We are at, at Warsaw's Fisher Field. 
a lot of storylines in this one. Warsaw has never beaten Penn. They are 0-13 against the Kingsmen. Warsaw has never won a football sectional. And now Bart Curtis in his second year comes from Mishawaka where he kind of made his bones by doing what? Beating Penn. (laughs) And he goes to Warsaw, and if they're going to win the sectional for the first time ever, what does he have to do? Beat Penn. Now, Penn has been on the ropes this year. They played a hellacious schedule in the first half of the season, and they are 6-4 and four on the year. They shared the NIC title with New Prairie. They lost their starting quarterback early in the season with Ron Paulus, and Nick Favilla has filled in, and they've got a pretty good running back in Kyle Riffle. But can they do enough to stop the Warsaw running game? Teams have been able to run on Penn this year. And then you look at this Warsaw running game with Juan Jadamio and Wyatt Amos and Blake Marsh, and they've got some talented backs. Can Penn keep them all in tow and come up with a big road win on Friday night? So that's that's what really made that matchup appealing. And not, not that I have to justify my decision to the Maniacs or anybody else, but then you also kind of look down the road because a lot of people said, well, what about New Prairie and Plymouth, which I think will be a competitive game. Uh, but I think both of those teams, whoever wins that game, has a pretty good shot of going on to the semi-state. So it's it's likely we would see either team down the tourney trail, mm-hmm. whereas the winner of the Penn-Warsaw game facing Merrillville in the regional, that that's going to be an awfully tough task. So that kind of played into it as well. Anything surprise you Friday night? Ooh, surprises Friday night. Let's see. Well, let's go down through the classes. Uh, Penn, Penn struggling with Portage surprised me. Penn only beat Portage by a count of 13-6. Needed a goal line stand at the end of the game. Brendan Toombs, their senior inside linebacker, makes a stop at the one-foot line to stop the Portage player from going in with about 46 seconds left. And Penn hangs on to win a 13-6 game. So that surprised me that that game was that close. Uh, in 5A, no real surprises there. Central Concord, we figured, was going to be a great game. It was. Mishawaka had no problems with Elkhart Memorial. Goshen lost to Fort Wayne Northrop. 4A, I was a little surprised that Leo uh, beat Northwood, and especially the way they did with a 10-6 game. I thought that would be a much more high-scoring game. Um, we still have Plymouth and New Prairie around in 4A, and, and they both posted wins. Uh, 3A, Jimtown continues to dominate Tippecanoe Valley. They did it again. Now they've got to face the beast that is Marion and that terrific defense that Mike Davidson has over there. Knox still around. They go to Calumet on Friday night. That'll be a, an interesting game for John Hendricks and the Redskins. 2A, LaVille beats Bremen, and here's your reward. You get to play the number one team in Class 2A, Lewis Cass, at their place Congratulations. Fairfield, I wasn't surprised that they beat Prairie Heights. I am surprised that they wind up playing east side and not Fort Wayne Bishop Lures in the the sectional final. So, again, that story I told you last Friday about Matt Thacker, zero wins his first year as coach. Mm -hmm. He now has six wins and has his team in a sectional final on Friday night. That's pretty amazing. What's the name of that high school, Chuck, that I see 
north of Carmel before I get there on 31. Westfield. Westfield. Where you drive right by it. Yeah. yeah. They're a 5A. Okay. 5A school. Uh, up in Michigan, I was a little surprised about Constantine manhandling Brandywine. Remember last year, Brandywine scored 50 points in its playoff game, lost because they gave up 86. Well, Constantine did not allow the Brandywine offense to do much of anything. So, 51-8, to eight, the Falcons win. We only have three Michigan teams still alive, Edwardsburg, Cassopolis, and Constantine, and all three are on the road Friday night. Hmm. Let's see here. We've got Notre Dame women's basketball on Pulse FM tomorrow night as we record this. Muffet McGraw meeting the media later today. Talk about her team and going out to Fordham. Uh, this game was originally scheduled because Muffet had two players on the roster. Um, Jordan Nixon and Danielle Patterson, who uh, hailed from New York City. Mm -hmm. And she always tries to get the young ladies back to their hometown for one game during their four years. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, So they they agreed on the schedule last year before the season ended. Then Nixon and Patterson both transferred. And so... Where'd they go? Patterson went to Indiana. I can't remember where Nixon went. I think TCU. Okay. Um, that being the case, Fordham's not a bad team. They won 26 games last year and went to the NCAA tournament. So this will be a, a good mid-major test for Notre Dame to open up against with this basically all-new team. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the players going on the floor, Abby Prohaska is probably the most recognizable name of the veterans, uh, but you're going to hear a lot of names you're not used to hearing you're going to hear a voice you're not used to hearing. Tony Simeone is filling in for Bob Nagel on the road games this year. Bob uh, continues to fight some health problems. The plan is for Bob to do the home games, and Tony will be the uh, consistent voice of the Irish when they go on the road. Have we seen Tony's resume? Do we know what to expect with this fine? Well, Tony uh, has done some work for Notre Dame hockey. He's been the uh TV play-by-play voice when they have their games on NBC Sports Chicago oh, and things like that. Okay. So uh, Tony's been around the block a little bit. He's he's not just off the turnip truck. He'll do fine. The turnip truck. Yes. All right. We've covered all of our bases. Well, that's good, except you, you went to see a new movie over the weekend. I saw the Terminator movie. And? If you are a Terminator fan, and by fan, I mean the first two movies. Let's throw away everything else that's happened after Terminator 2. This is a fine pickup. It's, this would be your Terminator 3. Okay. Even though there was a Terminator 3. This this is a good going back to the second one into a third one. It was enjoyable. It's an action movie. You're not getting any smarter when you walk out. No. You're no. getting some goofy, funny lines from some killer robots. And Linda, ha- Linda Hamilton was nice to have back in the saddle trying to save the world. Arnold in this one? Yes, he is. Okay. His name is Carl. He is a robot that is assimilated into the human race, and Carl helps fight back the new RAV-9 or something like that. He's not Carl the groundskeeper. No, he's not. Carl's uh, carpeting, I think. Oh, He's got a carpeting uh, company. Well, you know, Mm -hmm. Arnold's got to make a living somehow. Yeah, it was was a, a perfect weekend afternoon, couple of hours. Did I see a lot of talk about Selena Gomez over the weekend? Oh, boy. 
I guess she's coming back and performing at one of the award shows. Not the CMA, maybe the VMA hmm. or the Video Music Awards coming up. You know, I don't know. And I I think I saw where she's supposed to be performing some new music, which oh. she hasn't done for it's been a while, quite some time. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of the Selena Gomez? Can take it or leave it. All right. You know, I, I think she's. I, I think she was good when she uh, co-hosted Saturday Night Live the one time. She is a one of these. Um, these artists right now that uh, her faith is being uh, pushed into the spotlight. Whether or not she chooses for that to happen, I don't know. But she's, right, you know, I know she. Uh, I've read she attends uh, one of the Hillsong churches in oh. New York. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Anything else pop culturey over the weekend? Uh not really. Well, I told you I saw Ann Curry speak on Saturday night. That was okay. My son said. On a scale of one to ten, I'm being nice with a five. Just didn't do it for you. Uh, it's just not what I expected. And and sh- what were you expecting? Um, I guess a little bit more hands-on of what it takes to be a journalist in this day and age. What was once then, what it is now, and you know, uh, you know, a little bit about integrity. She seems to have that. Uh, um, what makes you say that? I don't know. I just I, I used to watch her quite a bit. Just seems like she kind of stayed on the path, mm-hmm. tried to get to the truth of the story. Uh, watched her on Dateline back in the day, but I don't know. It was just missing something. I wasn't looking for like you know gossipy Matt Lauer stuff at all. I don't. I, well, but, you weren't going to get that anyway. Were yeah, you? I don't think that that was the time and place. So, yeah, no. Yeah. She said something about the elephant in the room, and it was not the elephant I was thinking of. Ah. So. It was it was just okay. Okay. But I am looking forward to Henry Winkler in May of 2020 at the Economics Club. Hey. I like me some Fonzie. There you go. So between now and Wednesday's recording of the Sports Yak, you can still email us, thesportsyak with two Ks at gmail.com. You must know Friday's uh, episode was dedicated to whom? Right. And in the subject line... ND tickets. We've got tickets, uh, Notre Dame women's basketball to give away. And we'd like to give them to somebody who is going to go to the game and not just somebody trying to win a contest. Well, there's that. Yes. And you ha- we'll announce the winner on Wednesday's episode, episode 159. By the way, programming note, for those of you who listen to us on Pulse FM, you know, the two of you, um, we split our frequencies tomorrow night. So Notre Dame women's basketball on 92.1 and 96.9. IU men's basketball opens the season on 103.1 tomorrow night against Western Illinois. Of course, Demise Anderson from South Bend Riley, part of that IU team. So they'll be in action. Archie Miller's team trying to kind of ease its way into the season a little bit. Okay. That's a programming note for Tuesday night. Yes. All right. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, SportsYak with two Ks. Chuck, you're on Twitter. Oh, of course I am, at 46 Sports. Let's check the number here real quick. Have you hit me uh, the big 9,000 yet? I don't think so. Uh, I would be surprised if we got there. 8,996. Humaniacs, you can take care of that. You can finish it off, get it up over 9,000. I saw where Twitter is no longer giving out blue check marks, at least for the time being. Really? Yeah. Is there a reason behind that? I, I don't know if they're backlogged or what. Wow, that's interesting. 
kind of a rite of passage to get the old check mark. And I don't understand why we don't have one, but nevertheless. All right. Four followers away from 9,000 at 46 Sports. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga-looga, schoolboy. Well, Sports Yak! You've been listening to Sports Yak, brought to you by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events available at und.com slash buy tickets. And buy Pyramid Equipment. Think Pyramid Equipment for your snowplow needs, sales, services, and installations of residential and commercial grade snowplows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid offers military, police, and firemen's discounts. Find us, PyramidEquipmentInc.com. Everybody get out of here. There's a lobster loose. Oh, holy cow, he's loose. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.